We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. I actually think it's funny, you know? I think it's the funny. Warriors, the Warriors have lost the Memphis Grizzlies. 0-3 road trip. Mm. Continuing what is maybe the worst road road season that I can think of. 7-27 and on the road this year. Um, meanwhile, we got the uh, the Vibes Bowl going on. Kings versus Knicks. Oh, it's going to be special! Two teams who are having just the best. Are there two fan bases having more fun than the Kings and the Knicks this year? Dude, I saw Dua Lipa at the Knicks game. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. If I was playing basketball and Dua Lipa's at the Knicks, at the game that I'm playing in, 30 shots going up. Now, I might only make five of them, Sam, but they're going up. God, I love it. Imagine being a Knicks fan right now. Imagine being a Kings fan. Actually, I don't need to imagine being a Kings fan because I have friends that are Kings fans, as do you. And uh, it's a good thing we're starting there because at least that's happiness. And then we're going to have to talk to the Warriors. But shout out to the Kings. Shout out to the Knicks. Um, good for them. National Absolutely. TV game. When did the Knicks, Kings ever play national TV? Deserved. Yeah. Deserved national Deserved. TV for the Kings. Good for them. Um, Dylan Brooks talking that talk post game. Going to oh, start on this. No. As you would expect, Dylan Brooks at the end of the TNT post game interview, you should give the mic to Draymond. Make him keep talking about me so I can play better. You know what? I'm going to let Dylan have this one because this was maybe the best Dylan Brooks game I can think of. Oh, Samuel, stop it. If shooting six for 15 and getting torched by Steph is considered a good game, yeah. I mean, that's that's good for him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's more of the Warriors for being so sad and pathetic tonight that they let Dylan Brooks have this moment. And right, like you said, he deserves this moment. You know, he talked crap. Draymond torched him. Draymond was right. A little aggressive, but that's typical Draymond. Then they go on and lose by like 25. A, it's like a WWE interview. Yeah, not not to say I didn't like it. Not to say true. I didn't appreciate it, but it was very, very performative. Like cutting a promo, right? Like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's, a, that's the perfect way. That's the perfect way to put it. Um, I feel like there's a lot of ways we can go about this one, but my overarching theme watching Mm. these warriors yes is i really do feel like it's the core particularly steph curry against the world including their own damn team including their own front office including and oftentimes their coaching staff including their teammates it feels like they're on an island a lot of the time that's what's driving me insane with with this entire season i watched steph curry play I can make a case he's still the best. He's the best player in the NBA. I know people say Giannis, better two-way player, all sorts of stuff. But, like, I don't know, man. He he seems to be able to do whatever he wants against whoever he wants at any time. Uh, Let's start there. I'm okay with starting there. I tweeted today that uh, you can make an argument that Steph, at his age and size, 35 um, and 6'3", and – the way that he's playing right now looks like he's in his prime and only getting better tonight. Again, great. You can argue that he is the most skilled player in NBA history. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty. Can you even? He can't rely on anything. He can't rely on the fact that he's six ten. He can't rely on the fact that he's the strongest dude in the world. He can't rely on the fact that he's super athletic, right? I'm talking about your Giannis's, your MJ's, your LeBron's, your Kobe. Like he can't rely on any of that. Tim Duncan's, like dude, is his size, and he's still able to get out there and get absolute buckets. Dylan Brooks tonight, considered playing well, got absolutely destroyed by Steph. So, yeah, dude, I don't think it's close. I think I think Steph is the most skilled player um, in NBA history, and it's a little, it's and it's not a little. It's very sad to watch him try to drag this team along. Uh, he can't play for all forty-eight minutes. Steve Crow won't let him. But like tonight, for the Warriors to win this game, like he had to play the entire fourth and entire third. And uh, obviously he didn't, and the Warriors lost. So They made, what, three separate runs mm-hmm. where it felt like they were coming back into it, and each time it was kind of like, okay, Steph has to go to the bench and curtains. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's it right there. You know, he um, – and, and Steve obviously called it off at the end there. He was about to give him a last run at it just to lose by six, you know, right, right. <laughs> instead of 20. Um, and it, it's frustrating, and, and I want to tie on to it uh, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Clay did not have a particularly good game tonight. Terrible. Terrible. Um, Draymond had a so-so game. Actually, it's a pretty solid game. I it's okay. Back. It's okay. Yeah, but like to be to be frank, both those guys can play at a higher level than they played tonight. Um, but the thing that sticks out with me is those three guys often feel like they do not have the support that they need from the organization anyway. And one of the biggest things for me, and maybe I took this for granted over the years, maybe I was spoiled and diluted a little bit, but like clay can play poorly, but play through it. It doesn't, it doesn't snowball with him. He takes a dumb shot. He'll still play strong defense and keep coming on the next possession. Um, Draymond turns it over. It does not affect his defense. So these are not things he should aspire to do. You shouldn't be trying to turn the ball over and take dumb shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and Steph, same thing. Steph can do both those things, but it doesn't affect him in that way. You watch the Warrior role players, and it's, you know, if a couple things don't go their way, spiral. Yes. And Jordan Poole is probably the poster child of this. And like, we're going to talk about him, but. You could you could point this to any number of young guys who have been playing all year. Uh, it's why they can't win on the road. They get punched. It one thing goes against them, and it takes them a quarter and change to figure it out. Instead of, I guess what we're used to with the core, which is they're mentally tough. They can deal with the fact that if they make a mistake, there's a ne- another play. Like basketball game, NBA game. There's a hundred possessions on each side. You're going to make mistakes. What, what you can't do is let one mistake turn into 10 wasted possessions. And that's how they feel. And that's why I feel like it really is just the core sitting on an Island by themselves. They don't have support coaching staff. I'm not sure. Like, I don't know why they started three guards. That was an abyss. Four, yeah. four guards. Sorry. Yeah, abyss. Might, as well, might as well start five guards. If you're going to get that far, right? Like do that sort of stuff. And then we've talked about the front office, like, the roster, just poor roster construction for a team with title aspirations the whole way through, like just frustrations up and down for me. You talked about so many things. Where should we go? Because I got takes <laughs> everywhere. But I, I, I agree with all those things. I'm trying to find a way. Where, where do we go? Do we talk about the pool, coaching staff? Let's, 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 go- do, let's do pool because I was, okay. I was talking about like basically it feels like if something goes negative for him, it spirals like more than anything. He takes bad shots. He doesn't play defense. Um, those are all true, but like it, it's the fact that when one bad thing happens, it turns into multiple quarters of bad instead of like, all right, man, you took a bad shot. Get back and defend, you know, what, what defense? Um, I do <laughs> think all that is leading the warriors veterans to, and I think it's becoming very clear. They are having a rough time playing with Jordan Poole. It is obvious that, it's not working from a just fit perspective. Like there's just no need to have three guys out there, especially when all three guys have defensive issues, Steph, Clay, and Paul. And you can just watch them. I don't, they don't dislike him, right? They don't dislike him. They won a championship together last season. That's not the issue, but you can tell 
especially we've never seen Draymond walk off the court like he did the other day. Some of the body language that you're seeing from Clay is insane. The body language is it's insane. Steph threw his mouthpiece when Jordan Poole shot that three like an idiot about a month ago. And I think that's the stuff you never, ever see. It's obvious they're frustrated with him. I think they're sick of him. Um, it's worse when they're losing like they are right now. It's, it, it looks worse. And I think, at, and then I think the last thing is, bro, he's not good. He's not playing well. He's not shooting well. He's not defending well. He's not passing well. He's not making the right decisions. So what is he doing? Vibing. Not even, not even that, right? Uh, you That's would true. Say the his... vibes, the vibes are not positive right now. So I, I, it's rough because last year he was so good, so good, so good, and this thing I think he looks like rookie season Jordan Poole, and it's hard to watch, Sam. <laughs> it's hard to watch. Steve Kerr goes. They just played better, and we played much worse. It's as simple as that. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. Um, You know he's mad when he gives short answers like that, where he's just like, it's like, it's like his version of like the the pop thing, where you're just like you're giving jackass answers for the sake of it. It's just like a defiantly thing. Um, I don't even need to see his face to know exactly like uh, as uh, as friend of the show Fitz would say, Scottish Steve. Well, you know, I, can I say one thing too? I, you know, I haven't yeah, been too hard it. on the coaching staff. It's they, they showed Steve Kerr pissed off at the at the end of the first half there when they went from a four four point deficit to eighteen. Hey, Steve, that's no one's else's fault for yourself, but yourself. <laughs> Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, and Defensenzo. Clay at the four, so you expect Clay to rotate on defense. When was the last time he ever did that? Washington State High School. What are we ta- What are we doing? What do you expect is going to happen? So they make a run, take Steph out, play a four-guard lineup again to close the half, and you go down by 18 again. I don't know. The Warriors deserve that loss so much. They deserved every single bit of that loss. And that's on Steve Kerr. It's on Clay being terrible. It's on Poole. You know what I mean? Jonathan Kaminga, we're going to get to him. Rolls his ankle and warm-ups. What the hell, are we, the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, that was going to be my next thing. So, like, we... I don't want to say we buried the lead, but obviously Jonathan Kuminga gets hurt in warmups. Um, most people listening to this probably saw the clip of it. I don't think I've ever seen a player get hurt in warmups, much less two in two consecutive days. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just bizarre. This entire NBA season has been bizarre with health in, in many ways. And from the Warriors perspective, sometimes it feels cursed. And so it's clear they wanted to start Kuminga, you know, kind of the, the power forward or whatever, power wing, whatever you want to call it, next to Draymond in the small ball lineup. Um, and instead of that, they just put Jordan Poole out there and go with four guards. It's not that hard to play Looney. It's really not. <laughs> it's really not. Do you think Steve did that just to defiantly send a message, convert Anthony Lamb already? You know, um, say what you want about him. But he's a wing, and we don't know where Wiggins is. Jonathan Kuminga just went down. Patrick Baldwin is a rookie. Andre Iguodala is old enough to be half the roster's father. Um, I'm not even being mean about it. Like, it's true. He's 39. He could have easily fathered Moses Moody, you know? Yeah, like, it's not, even, it's not even a weird thing. It's just an age thing. He's yeah, legitimately yeah, yeah. 20 years older than him. Um. And we can keep going. He's like, he wants someone who's older than 21 and younger than 39 to play in. Uh, in, in that case, it's Anthony Lamb who's been productive for him in the past. On some level, I, I wonder if that's just a mind game because I can't imagine he's insane enough to think a four-guard lineup is the move. Uh... You make good well, maybe. points. I can't. Yeah, you make good <laughs> points I might not be able to argue against. I also think 34 and 32 going into this game, is it really the time to make a statement? They're about to be 34 and 34 again, maybe even 34 and 35. They're going to play the Bucks on Saturday night and then the Suns. Here's the thing. I kind of expect them to win both games, but, you know, whatever. It's the Warriors this season. They go to 34 and 35. They're great. Then they lose three in a row with Steph coming back. 
on the road. Can you imagine what would have happened these games if Steph didn't play? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, as as if these games were like good. Like it probably would have been even worse. So just to, just for for standing sake, I'm gonna pull it up for the YouTube the YouTube viewers. But if you listen on the podcast, I'll repeat it out loud. The Warriors are tied record wise with the Dallas Mavericks and the Minnesota Timberwolves, 34 and 33. Uh, right now, the tiebreakers are in the Warriors' advantage, but there's a lot of basketball we've played. Those tiebreakers are not set in stone, just to be clear. So it's one of those things where it's like they could easily end up in the play-in. This, this is really – like we joke about it. Last week, we're like, they're not going to be in the play-in. We're good, 34 and 30. Season's turning. Can they get to the four seed, blah, blah, blah. And a week later, it's like, ah, dude, they're playing the Lakers in the play-in. A lot of, lot of time, a lot of time to come through at this point. It's just, it's just frustrating. I, I don't know how else to put it. Lightyear's podcast kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoors adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection, insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. If you don't love them, you can also exchange for a new pair, return them, or you can return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Light Years Podcast always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving our best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code LightYears for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Light Years Podcast brought to you by Grammarly. Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions help you communicate confidently and reframe your words to be more positive and productive so your team gets on the same page and projects get done on time. Sam, I used to be a writer. You are now an official writer at many different blog and internet websites online. Uh, when it comes to work, communication is key, even if you may not have a writing job. Grammarly works where you do, so so every important project gets done on time. Grammarly Premium's tone suggestions take your writing to the next level, keeping you professional as you balance being direct and friendly while finding solutions with your team. Grammarly also has a ton of other great features, advanced spelling, grammar, punctuation, and conciseness suggestions to ensure your writing is professional, mistake-free, and clear. Go to Grammarly.com slash tone to download and learn more about Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash tone. Oh, we got a special guest, friend of the show, McWalters. And dare I say the um the vanguard of the light years playback room. Ah. The Vanguard? I'm trying to think of the appropriate uh, title. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're in deep, deep trouble. I mean, do, do you think we win more than two more road games? I mean, <laughs> Jesus. I, I'm, I sent a link in the thing for the worst records in NBA history on the road. We're we're on pace if we don't win another game to, to catch the Mavericks. Um, we can't have the worst because the worst is six. The Mavericks did that one year, but the year before they had only won seven on the road. Um, and they're pushing, we they're pushing. And and I mean, to your point, I'm going to pull it up right now so everyone can see it. They are there's they're playing a lot of good teams the rest of the way. There's no way around that. You know, it's it, it, you know, obviously everyone knows Milwaukee on Saturday, Phoenix with no Kevin Durant on Monday, which is Clippers. All right, Hawks aren't good. But then back to Memphis, Houston, Dallas, Philly, Minnesota, New Orleans. Right. San Antonio's not good. Denver, OKC, Sacramento. You're, start, you're playing a lot of teams. Two, two wins, maybe? <laughs> two road wins? Relax. Mm. <sighs> mm, not great. 
it's it's not great. Um, and and we'll see where we're at injury wise with Kaminga and whatnot. Uh, they said the results were negative, so maybe he's only out a week or two. Um, but it's just uh, it's just disappointing. A week or two is the season. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's like the KD thing. People are saying you know reevaluate in three weeks. You know, it good. You know, the doctors are like that's not a bad thing. I'm like, are you the season's a month left? You reevaluate in three. He's back in four. The playoffs are starting. It's not like you can just reinsert him in a championship. Team. Anyway, I just at this point, the frustrating yeah. thing about this team is like you gotta get guys back. Wiggins, where are you? GP two. When is the reevaluation date? Um, and, and, and Clay what, looked like he was injured tonight. What was that? Or was he just mentally hurt? Jordan Poole's been mentally hurt all season. So it's like I, Draymond Green's now got a large wrap on his left hand, though. They didn't really stop him from from kind of doing his usual. It's not like he shoots anyway, but. Mm-hmm. And going down to crunch time, every game's a must win, and the Warriors play tonight like it was a preseason game. So. Yeah, and it, it's just one of those things where it just seems like we're snake bit. But the the thing is, the roster was constructed in such a way that we couldn't we couldn't hide we couldn't hide some of the stuff that's coming up, and that's the disappointing part is that the the hardcore fans, the ones that we have in the light years Discord, who were upset about the path we were going down that left us no wiggle room for injuries, that left us no wiggle room for things not working out perfectly, um, followed by, you know, Poole's confidence being punched out of his soul. Um, you know, like, I, 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 we left ourselves no margin for error, and we're just seeing a lot of error. And there's just there's just not much we can do about it. And we just got to hope and pray that Steph is the, you know, the all-time greatest great, and that the hot streak that Clay was on continues, and that Draymond doesn't get hurt. You know, it's just it's a lot of hope and prayers and duct tape, and oh my gosh, it's uh, it's it's just disappointing because the West is open. If the West wasn't open, I think we'd be more resigned right now. But because it's wide open, it's just heartbreaking because it's right there to be taken, and we and, just can't and, do it. And I got to call out the elephant in the room, which is Andrew Wiggins. Um, does Wiggins solve everything? No. Is he a wing, which they currently have none of healthy? Yes. And a high level one. Um, and this is the 10th game he's been gone. And at some point there has to be a little more communication. I I don't need to know what his personal situation is. I quite frankly, don't really like it doesn't interest me. Like I'm not into the TMZ type of stuff. Um, But I think the team has an obligation to communicate if he's going to be back when they expect him back something other than this. I've never seen a situation where a guy um, leaves the team for a personal reason and there's no communication. Everyone's just like, all right, it's cool. Particularly in this stretch of the season, you know? So it feels, it's just, Give me something. Let me know that like you expect him back in a week and maybe he needs another week or two before he plays. So my mind can prep with the idea that like, all right, we're talking about like March 23rd before Wiggins sees the floor. Right. Or let me know he's not coming back, but this whole, like just not letting anyone know anything. Yep. It's, it's pointless, right? Yeah. It's getting, it's getting, I mean, it's getting a little, well, again, like every everybody ends their thing about Wiggins is like a praying for his family. It's like, bro, do you even does anybody know what's going on with his family? <laughs> so that's a frustrating thing. That's just that's just people online not wanting to say the wrong thing. Like <laughs> I, I I understand the sentiment where it's just like, bro, I promise I'm not going to think anything less of you if you don't add like emoji prayers at the end of your tweet. You know, I mean, I mean, Kerr and <laughs> stuff is even saying it in his updates. Like we're praying yeah. for it's almost like the, he's got the same problem. Like he doesn't have the information either. And it's mm-hmm. like, I, I guess we just have to assume it. Hey, here, here's the thing, too. It's they don't need Wiggins to win these games to beat L.A. with no LeBron. You need an Andrew Wiggins to in Memphis there. Memphis is close to a collapse. You need a Wiggins. You didn't need Wiggins to beat that team. And so you watch these games and you're just like, they don't actually need him to win these games. Just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do. I I, kind of disagree with you. I think they need him because um, something's going pool. Pool is deep in his head. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they're just, you start looking at the lack of players on the roster. They just need someone. 
who can do something and he's someone. So it's like, it's less about needing him individually and needing someone who can make an impact. And like, he's a player who can make an impact when he's right. He can make a big impact. Right. So that's, that's where I'm at. It's, it's frustrating. You know, Kuminga going down pregame um, Jordan having horrendous struggles all season and, you know, Wiggins being gone right now, those are three guys you penciled into the top 80 rotation. Um, it's that kind of sums it up. It's like, that's what, that's kind of where my start came from where I was talking about, like, it feels like the core is just the core against the world. And they're just hoping to get support in any direction. You know, are they getting support from anyone right now? And that's not happening. Definitely not on the road. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they're a bit Jekyll and Hyde and, Again, role players play better at home, right? Is the adage. Well, uh, when you build a roster with a, a bunch of young role players, that's 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 what you're going to get. And the, the hope is that the vets can can come through and carry us. And it just mm-hmm. for whatever reasons, injuries, you know, missing time, just hasn't allowed us to do so. Um, and again, we were still hanging in there. We were down four, getting close to the end of the second. We creeped back in by four again in the third, and we just you can just see they just didn't have it as soon as Steph was off the court as soon as our vets were off the court it just it just fell apart we just didn't have the a, a punch we could throw mcwalters appreciate you coming through as always i'll be i'll be joining you on playback on saturday right on. a good time if you guys haven't joined join on for a playback watch along it's a good time good question in the chat andy i want to mm. ask you this mm. um mike mike crow goes they're too small unathletic without wiggins I, I agree with him. I think, let me make the case. From a roster construction standpoint, they have too many guards. There's too much of a, um, the roster is kind of built with this assumption that Wiggins and Kuminga will always be healthy because they just, everyone else is kind of like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, um, and, and when you don't have Wiggins out there, it kind of shows that, you know, the four guard lineup almost felt like we were being trolled in some ways, right? Um, so, so I, I just feel like it's, it comes back to the roster construction issue. Like, could you have acquired another six, seven, six, eight guy who can do, you know, probably not the same things as him because he's a hundred million dollar player, but like some facsimile of it, you know, I don't actually, I, they have a Jordan pool problem. Okay. It is what it is. Cause it, dude, it doesn't matter. Get yourself a Jared Vanderbilt. Dude, he's not even playing on the Lakers right now. Get yourself X player. Get yourself Jalen McDaniels. Get yourself Y player. Let me tell you something. Steve is not playing him. He's not playing him. Doesn't trust him. He's going to have to play the offseason first. Their problem right now is – Is that a Steve Kerr problem, though? Eh, I don't know. Steve Kerr's won a lot of titles with this team. Like, I'm okay saying, like, you know, give Steve Kerr bets, right? Like, their problem right now – let me ask you this question, Sam. Is Jordan Poole a Steve Kerr player? <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. I thought that was just a rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> um, because they have – it doesn't fit. When your best five guys on the court or on the roster requires you to play Jordan Poole along with Stephen Clay, it's not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to work. It's not going to work defensively. It's not going to work offensively. Ironically, it's not going to work offensively because Clay doesn't have the ball in his hands. He's not in rhythm. Jordan Poole can only play the ball in his hands, and you're taken away from Steph, who is the best offensive player in the league with the ball in his hands. And you're giving it to Jordan Poole, who's terrible with the ball in his hands this season. So yeah. offensively, it actually doesn't work. Now, if you change that player, you trade him, and you get someone else who's a $100 million player, then it's a better fit. I think that's the problem. Um, you can get yourself as many Vanderbilts as you want. It doesn't change that. At the end of the day, if you're going to have to you play hear, like you today. Hear that, you hear that, Tommy? Vanderbilt's not changing everything, my brother. Doesn't really move. <laughs> it just that's the problem. And tonight you see it. And really, honestly, like all season, because we've had to see it all season. They've paid him this much money. They have to play him. People Technically, like, the money doesn't hit till next year, but right. I, know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> It's like everyone's like, well, why don't they just sit him? Are you gonna are you gonna sit him? Making 140 million dollars. 
I've got people in the Warriors, like associated with the Warriors, telling me like he's not making 140, like he's not making the money this season. I'm like, are you really telling me about a technicality right now? <laughs> like that money's not going anywhere. He's getting paid. Like <laughs> so, uh, you could tell the Warriors are a little offended by this. But this, yeah, when you when you hey when you consider inflation, it's really just like 130. <laughs> you know, it's not that bad. Yeah, but, the Draymond um, punch inflation. Oh, my oh God. God. Um. Yeah, he's uh. It does so. I can, I can, I can get behind that being the biggest thing, being the biggest thing. But like, it's there's there's a lot of issues with this team. They need to, they need to get bigger on the perimeter. Is my biggest thing. Um, but like, you know, what if what if they just simply get Wiggins and GP two back? Isn't that just two elite point of attack defenders? Doesn't that just fix everything? Alex asks, fair question, but Kerr really does feel like he lost the locker room. He has that look on his face lately. He knows this is last year. He has only one year left Whoa. on his deal. He's a lame duck coach. Whoa. Let's start with the first one. Okay, first off, we'll tackle the other stuff later, but like obviously Bob Myers contract and Steve's after it. Like those are big things, and we're not doing that today. Um, do you think Kerr's lost the locker room? I think Draymond's lost the locker room. Is, is Still? that a better way to put it? Yeah, I think so. I think because I do agree with you. Here, here's here's my perspective, and tell me how you land on this. I think there's two warriors. I think there are the old guys who want to compete now, and then there's younger guys who want to establish themselves in the NBA. And you know, ironically, two timelines. You know, and they're not coming together. Last year, it came together because it was mostly the first one. There was a few young guys, but they did not make up the whole locker room. This year, on some level, it feels like they won a title last year, and there's players who are more interested in showing what they can do than trying to repeat. Meanwhile, like you know where the core guys land. They know they know they only had a couple of years left in the league. You know, maybe five. Who knows? But you get what I'm saying. Like it's just it. You have a different perspective when you're 23 and you just won a title, and when you're 33 and you've had multiple surgically repaired legs, and you're like, I don't know how many more years I have in this. I want to fucking win as much as I can. I mean, that's why Wiseman was traded. I mean, it's literally, Mm -hmm. we're watching, you're not making shit up. It's what happened. Wiseman wanted to do what he wanted to do. People think I'm making shit up, but you know. (laughs) He got traded for nothing. He got traded for a dude that can't play. The Warriors could have just brought him back, and the Warriors said, "No, we want the guy that can't play." That's what happened. So the Warriors vets want to go one way; these guys want to go another way. Uh, I think you you look at guys like, "Am I really going to do Jordan Poole again?" He hasn't gotten any better. Got his contract and hasn't gotten <laughs> any better. Um, and so I think you know maybe you could say it's three versions of the Warriors because. You don't think Moses Moody is is unhappy right now? Moses Moody should be getting 20 minutes a game with the San Antonio Spurs. By the way, shout out Moses Moody for, you know, chugging along as a trooper because there's no way he's happy with this situation. No. Kaminga's got not happy. How can he be happy? Kaminga plays 20 minutes, but he only just started playing 20 minutes a month ago. He was benched starting the season. They were focusing the team on Wiseman, putting Kaminga at the three. You talk about, like, single-handedly trying to tank your own uh, young player, right? Like your, your, their chances of succeeding. I mean, look at that. Um, and you're right. The veterans are, are, are annoyed because, you know, they're, they're going out there and they're putting up good numbers to start the game. And then it's a minus 15 with the bench. And then also they're not, they haven't been great in crunch time. They've been losing games in crunch time. So again, it's not like we're playing or blaming one or two separate things. It's everyone. Kerr hasn't been great. Steph's been hurt all season. You had a great tweet today. You know what I mean? Like this game where it was just Steve didn't put a, didn't put him in the best position. To, uh, the front the, office the didn't put him in the best position. The players, like what's you going on? He's you know. hurt. Steph's hurt. I mean, like all this stuff together. Mm-hmm. And you have a 34-33 record. A team that has the worst road record in the NBA, despite being defending champions. And they still have everyone on the team. It's not like they traded Steph. It's a special time of fuck, special version of fuckery from the Warriors this season. This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Sword Vitality. Listen up, Dub Nation, especially all our guys out there. 
we have a special offer on the newest addition to your daily self-care routine. Do you shower? Brush your teeth? And I know you manscape to keep the ladies in your life happy. Listen, no shame. Self-care is cool and manly. And that's why you need to add Sword Vitality Excalibur to your daily routine. Sword Vitality Excalibur can encourage optimal sexual health by increasing blood flow to help you thrive when it matters. Trust me, you might think your girl's happy, but what if she could be happier? This 30-day regimen designed to benefit your reproductive function can help maintain a healthy libido and stamina. Now, who doesn't want to last longer? You'll be proud of this product. It looks good on your shelf. It sure as hell feels good, and it shows your partner you care. Add Sword Vitality to your pregame, and you'll always be ready for game time. Visit SwordVitality.com now. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS at checkout for a nice discount. That's SwordVitality.com. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS, and that discount won't be the only nice thing that you'll be getting. Let's get to the voicemails. Yeah. Now we're just going in circles. Yeah. Let's get to the goods. Bro. Bro, I I drove from Orlando to New Orleans, then to Oklahoma City, (laughs) then to Little Rock, and then to Memphis, just to watch this sorry joke of a basketball team blunder (laughs) two games back to back. Like, it's got to be the lowest point of the season, right? Jordan Poole is maybe the worst 22-point game I've ever seen. Looks like he forgot to play basketball. Uh, terrible loss. To answer you guys' questions, the three Warriors players who came to Disney World in November, you all, you both got zero out of the three right. Bad. Whoa. The three were Moses Moody, Kevon Looney, and Steph Curry. What? You guys, hopefully the season gets better from here. If not... Ah, fuck it. Don't worry. That is, that is such a wholesome Disney World trip. I, I wish Moody. I, I wish I thought about it. First off, Moody, Looney, and Steph. Like, is there a more wholesome trio? Come on. <laughs> you know I love all three guys. You know I love all three. I, have I ever said a bad thing about Moody, Looney, or Steph? I mean, those are the three guys I've never even thought about slandering. So okay, let's uh, break down the Andy, reason. Andy's, Andy's is wishing he's riding the teacups with them. <laughs> Going well, in circle, going in circles. By the way, those are the three timelines, right? You've got the, the <laughs> timeline, you've got the middle tier timeline, uh, and then you've got the Steph Championship timeline. It's cool, man. Over three, good on us. No, Jaron Jackson Jr. is not better than Prime Dre. Uh, yeah, come on, let's keep it moving. Appreciate yeah, the we, donation. We, we got a we got a special guest. We're gonna bring in real quick, the Meekus. <laughs> What's up, my man? <laughs> Hey, there wasn't enough Tito's in all of New York City to to make up for hosting that play. Give me some, then. give me some good energy, man. We need you. We need you. you. I, I might, I might only be bringing bad vibes right now. But That's I guess, good. I mean, here, guys, let's let's talk it through. What teams would be interested in a Jordan Poole trade right now? Like who? <laughs> like uh, we're not doing this. Right. <laughs> no, no, but but can but can can you let me ask? Like, is it tenable to move forward? And and look, Jordan's Jordan's had moments of brilliance this year. He's He's played for Steph's app in Steph's absence uh, and done very admirably. He was excellent in the in the playoffs last year, and when Steph went down, he won us playoff games. He was, it, I think, actually a year ago today, or not a year ago today, but like uh, eleven months ago today, he he had like thirty one points, right. eight eight rebounds, nine assists against the Grizzlies in game two. Like he was excellent, but I just I don't know that Steve Kerr is not aware that three guard lineups without one of them being like defensive oriented guards can, can, I don't think he's aware that those don't work. And I guess I'm just curious, like, I don't really know, I guess without Andrew Wiggins being there full time, how they can make this work. And I, I just think they have to turn Jordan Poole into a couple three and D or front court players. I really, the more I watch it, I'm like, we need like, like an $8 million big and, and maybe like an $11 million wing and like another like $9 million wing into that contract. Cause right. And that, that replaces your entire roster with playable NBA veterans around your, your core three. And, and when I watched Steph Andre and Draymond out there tonight, I was like, that's I'll ride this until the wheels fall off. I'll ride Steph and Draymond until the wheels fall off. Clay had a bad game tonight, but he's been incredible for two months. I'll ride those three until the fucking wheels fall off. And I don't know that I'm willing to let other people into that little that little group uh, until I until I see it, you know, regularly. 
Sam looks disgusted. I'm taking this. Um, <laughs> I'm taking this. It. I'm taking this. You I'm know reading, what? This... I'm, I'm reading them. I'm reading the mentions. <laughs> Yeah, they're great. They're absolutely great. People are angry. Um, as are as are us. They should they should be. I mean, it was we were five and zero, and we were all talking. I was I was starting to I was starting to write ca- checks that cannot be cashed, and then they they did this three games straight. Never, I was checking. Never, I, I, was checking my, I was checking my playback schedule. We should like, have look look. The real losers here are us. We should have known better. I I I went into the playback schedule and I was scheduled for like a, a an away game in like two weeks and I deleted myself. I moved myself to home game in three weeks. I was like, you know what? I was like, I was like, get get me on a home game because I've, oh. I've, I've hosted two straight away games. I was like, the, hosting these away games are miserable, man. I don't want to be doing this anymore. The uh, <laughs> there's a lot of D'Angelo Russell stuff here um, that I think is is. Uh, you saw what the Warriors and what they did with that. They're never going to move someone like that from multiple pieces just because that's not what Joe Lacob's going to approve. Like he does, he's not going to approve some, a trade like that. Maybe. Like it, it'd be a splash. Like they'd have to get like a. I mean, if you're talking Orlando, they'd have to get like a. They're not moving Franz Wagner, right? But it'd be some kind of like that type of like, hey, can we rehab him or can we get him to be an elite three and D wing guy? So shout out Jonathan Isaac, who needs a lot of rehab. No. <laughs> I, I'm I'm out on that one. Just the injuries are too much for me. But you yeah, know, I was, beyond just that, easy uh, joke for me. But um, I, I somebody mentioned the defense. An- anti-vax James Wiseman. Oh my god. Okay, like get him um, on here. I guess. Now nah, he can play defense. defense. <laughs> at least he plays defense. <laughs> <laughs> he plays defense. I was like, no, don't go too far. He, he's uh, he's been on Twitter defending political stances long enough. He knows how to defend. <laughs> he knows how to defend. <laughs> What uh, no, okay, well, let's get off. Let's get off the pool stuff. Where are we going next, Mikas? Where where are we going next? You know, I guess it's just like, what do you? I mean, what is the outlook? If we do, we think Wiggins is back in two weeks. I don't know. Fourteen days. I, think, I mean, there's only th- thirty days left. <laughs> I think <laughs> there's only thirty days left. Man. But actually, I mean, really, I mean, we, the playoffs would start on the the twelfth, right? I mean, it's the night I think, today. I think, like, I was looking up the schedule. I think KD is literally going to be back right when the chaos. The, yeah, they're the going to be start. they're going to be back. They're going to yeah, be based, back. based on the timelines. Yeah, if he, five if, days before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Mikas, going to let you move. Let yeah, you move. hey guys, keep it. All right, let's get to the next one, Timmy. I'll just say this. I don't know if Steve Kerr was granted three yes-men after he won the championship, but if he was, <laughs> it's pretty clear Mike Brown was keeping things together. Mike Brown was keeping Kerr's head on straight. Because, buddy, you have been granted too many yes-men. He shouldn't even be granted one yes-men, okay? That's all. <laughs> um, that's our friend who, who dropped the call of the season, which is Clay Thompson. He's the best. Say it again. Um, do you think the coaching staff has too many yes men? Um, it, I I don't want to speculate on it, but do, does it doesn't it feel like a less creative coaching staff than last year, or is that just a function of the roster? When your team has no choice but to play a, six guards, yes, I blame <laughs> it on the roster. I, I'm I don't, I'm serious. I, I'm going to blame it on the roster. Hey, nice haircut, dude. You look good. Nice cut. Me too. Right, look at me and you. We were we got up for this game. We were more ready for this game than the Warriors. I'll tell you that. It was me, you, Steph. We were locked in. Nobody else. Steph um, also had a good haircut. Uh, Steph always looking good. I, I blame the roster, man. What, what the hell are you supposed to do? You can put as many exotic defensive coverages. It's not like Kenny Atkinson's a scrub. That guy is going to be a head coach next season. And so he's can, already been one, by the way. Yeah, yeah, right. And he rejected the the Charlotte, which good, right? Smart and move. Smart. Really smart move. Um, well, maybe they get Wemby. But you just D- Damian Lee. I despise watching him. Knew how to play defense. JTA definitely knew how to play defense. Nemanja Bialica, been in the league for 10 years, knows how to play defense. Also European. They always know how to play defense. Um, Otto Porter, always been an elite defender his whole career, even before his prime. Uh, was really good even at Georgetown. Just name four dudes, four vets that knew how to play defense. Right now, can you name four players on the team that knows how to play defense? Oh, yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. It's um, I think ultimately it is it is kind of a roster issue. Um, I'll blame the coaching staff for being uncreative when I know they have a bunch of 28 year olds who know how to play NBA basketball. 
Uh, before the next voicemail, can we throw up one of these Wiseman comments? It's starting to annoy me, and I want to address this. Uh, I'm in a bad mood tonight. And I want to address one of these Wiseman comments because I don't know why everyone's talking Wiseman in the comments. By the way, appreciate everyone that's watching on YouTube live tonight. Um, just just do, going through therapy with us. I've watched the Wiseman games, unfortunately, but I would like to see him succeed. And everyone's in there talking about how great he's playing. <laughs> everyone's talking about how great he's playing. Guys and gals, he is exactly the same player. He sets a screen. He goes to a low block. He gets the ball. It's not a screen. <laughs> like, he scores 18 points. It's layups and dunks. It's hook shots. It's the exact same. Go watch the games. Go talk to the reporters that watch the games. Exact same. Defense, non-existent. Exact same. But you know what? But you know what? It doesn't matter. The Pistons suck. They just shut down Bojan Bogdanovic. They're not trying to win. They're trying to get Wemby or Scoo Henderson. So who cares? And you know what? He gets to learn how to play defense to get through those mistakes. But at the end of the day, he is the exact same player. I implore you, just watch five minutes of James Wiseman. Sam, that's it. I'm done. Oh, and 10. Um, anyway, next call. Hey, guys. This is Greg from San Jose. First-time caller, long-time listener. About nine and a half left in the third quarter. The Warriors are down 15. <laughs> My question for you is, when GP2 comes back, or if he comes back, and he's fully healthy, fully himself, the GP2 we know and love, is there any legitimate reason to play Jordan Poole in the playoffs? Like, what is he bringing to the table that the Warriors cannot get from Dante DiVincenzo, uh, Gary Payton, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, it's all that, the other guards? What is the it's that bad, huh? playing Jordan Poole in the playoffs? I can't uh, figure it out. Far. Right now, I think there is no point. What do you guys think? Thanks. Love the show. Appreciate the call, my man. Um, shout out San Jose. Uh, let me let me take a first stab at this one. Okay. I'm not willing to go that far, but the the more he falls into this kind of, I don't know, in his head, I guess is the best way to put it, the more I'm like, he might only play 12 minutes a game, 15 minutes a game in the playoffs, if this is what we're coming down to. Because to the caller's point, if they're fully healthy, they have more options. Um, he's, they need him because he's the only guy who can kind of handle the ball and score if Steph's off the floor, but he's, it's, it's hard to see him playing 25 to 30 minutes a game. Like he did last year. Definitely not at this, this type of play. People are asking me when GP two is coming back so he can play pools minutes. I don't know, man. Can't help you. No idea. Didn't even see him on the bench this road trip. Assume he's still in the Bay area rehabbing. So they might just have no choice, man. Also, uh, just Jordan Poole's got insane confidence. At some point here, he's going to make shots. We've seen it. We've seen it. It's is, just, he gonna shoot, is he going to shoot 48% from three for the playoffs? Dude, he might. <laughs> he might. He just – he's that confident. And that's what we loved about him. That's what you loved about him. You were in on Jordan Poole more than I was. Correct. Um, you, you know, you remember that play-in game against the Lakers. Like, he's making big plays down the stretch. He missed a shot at the end, but – he had the balls to shoot it. And that was always the impressive thing about Jordan Poole. So, I don't know. They're yeah. going to have to play him. He's... Yeah. Okay. Do? Let's get what to the next do? one, Timmy. I'm like Dante what was good the man. fuck, dude? Iggy, I love you, but it's time to hang it the fuck up. I hope Steve Curry does not even think about giving this 39-year-old sack of fucking potatoes any playoff minute. <laughs> the dude is abysmal every time he sets on the court. Thank you for what you did. And Come on. What you're doing right now. You do not belong on a basketball court anymore. Holy shit. We have such a dilapidated and depleted roster. It feels like we're going into the playoffs with fucking six guys that actually can contribute in some way. I'm fucking scared. If we even make the playoffs, oh. the Lakers are coming for our ass, man. I'm pissed off. And I'm fucking hungry for a win on the road. This shit is embarrassing. That's all I got, man. Holy. <laughs> By the way, Andre Godala led the Warriors with plus minus tonight. <laughs> I love the call. I disagree with every word of it, Sam, but I love the call. That's huh? the type of Warriors fan, Lightyears podcast listener energy that we love. 
I, I love the call too. Andre, the fact that I could say they need to play Andre more speaks to the roster issue um, on so many different levels. I, I'm not like, how many hours of therapy do you think Andre's getting after this game? Before how, and after. How much massage treatment are we talking about? How many different things hurt for him right now? His head watching this team play defense might be the worst part of it. I actually thought he played pretty well tonight. He just couldn't make a shot, but you know, whatever. Yeah, he, he missed a bunch of open shots, but like the dude, um, I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna try to shoot a layup the rest of his career, honestly. <laughs> he was actually good defensively. He made he good was. passes. Like I just I, like he's actually actually played well. He I had guess. a he had a quote like three years ago. He said, "I could play defense till I'm 40 in this league. No one knows how to play offense, and I know how to play." So, and he he's might 40. be right. He, I'm I'm not sure he can do two NBA games without having to get like you know severe um... arthritis. Yeah, but like <laughs> the hands and the angles are as good as they they've ever been. The man's the man's Hall of Famer. Come on, <laughs> he's a savant, man. And trying to guard Giannis on Saturday night might be bad, though. That might be a, we might need a. Might be a Giannis going to put his shoulder down into him, and and uh, and you know he's going to go to Kaiser right after. So, <laughs> you see us uh, right there. Yeah, right but there. I thought Kaiser sponsored the uh, what's it called zone. Oh yeah, there you go. Oh, they did. They did. <sighs> look at look at Joe. Just always, always leaning against it. Tim, let's get the next one. What up, guys? Uh, you already know who it is. Man, it's crazy, dude. Got smacked again. But funny thought. It's crazy, yeah. huh? Like uh, the dubs just need- randomly travel across country, racking up miles on Delta or whatever, just getting really some long-distance cardio. It's like they're training for a marathon instead of trying to win a basketball game. It's pretty crazy, man. If they're trying to train for a marathon, they're killing it right now because they're putting miles up. But, golly, we need some wins, huh? Have a good night, boys. <laughs> I need – um. I am mad that uh, that he did not ask us about Tony Lamb. Uh, hey, what is um... – the, the the Warriors gotta save a buck. They can't just convert him and get him out there. What, the, what, what, what you know? I'm not a Tony Lamb guy, but geez, man, they could have used him tonight. Could use him the last couple of games. <laughs> that's you know. Do you think Steve writes emails to Joe? Do you think that's how he communicates? Do you think he sends an email going, you know, missing a uh, missing Tony? Steve would have made a difference. Would have connected a bunch of lineups. <laughs> connected a bunch of lineups. When did Regards. that connector phrase start? Being- Bro, the connector thing, like it, it's like the nerd term du jour this year, and I'm so sick of it. Even though it's like logical and I get the concept, like just kind of like the role player who like fits everything together and connects a lineup. Like I totally get it, but it's every year, every year there's like a there's like a splashy nerd thing, you know. It's like the Robert Covington of terms. I. <laughs> The Warriors could use Roko right now. Uh, I will never, I will never forget top locking. I will never forget <laughs> top locking. That was the. I actually forgot about that one. The best of the worst, and it was used a year straight after KD said it, and nobody says it anymore. And it was just peak, peak nerd stuff. Oh, oh right. I, I, can we can we talk? Can we take one trip down memory lane? That was my favorite. So KD scored what seven points. In and I was at that game. That was one of the most frustrating Warriors games I'd been to in person. Little did I know what was coming ahead. Um, they had a 20 plus point lead on the Clippers, whose best player was Patrick Beverly. I guess, I guess the best player was Rookie Shea. Um, yeah, good job trading him, guys. Good job. Uh, anyway, uh, they were up 20 and the Warriors systematically, sorry, they were up closer to 30. The Warriors systematically bleed that game away. And KD refuses to shoot the ball while clapping at everyone the whole time. This is like peak, like toxic KD. You know, he just, he had just yelled at Ethan, friend of the show, um, was not talking to everyone, was wearing like the Sub Zero Mortal Kombat, like head towel thing on the sideline. Like, you remember that look where you do that every game? Oh, yeah. 
just oh, acting, yeah. just acting super emo for no reason. And everyone's like, Kevin, what, what happened? You only scored seven points. And he's like, oh, top locking me. I was just like, off, dude, you're Kevin Durant. Patrick Beverly fronting you is not the reason you fucking couldn't shoot the ball. You just, you were just throwing a tantrum for no reason, my man. And then he goes on the rest of the series to average like 45 points. You remember that? Yes. Yes. That's, that's about not, not just the next, the rest of the series. Then he decides to tell like Steve Kerr to fuck off and just decides to go pure ISO mode and try to average 50 for the entire playoffs until he gets hurt against Houston. Um, KD, the KD era Warriors were special. Honestly, it's a miracle the Warriors won two titles. It's it's a miracle. <laughs> and if he had stayed healthy, they would have won the third one going away, right? Like they would have won. They would have beat Houston. They would have beat Portland, and and then they would have beat the Raptors in five games, right? And that would have just been a three peat. And then the Warriors, and then KD would have left. <laughs> KD would have left after their third championship. Still went to Brooklyn with Kyrie, and just he's a special guy. You know, I do feel bad for him. We didn't talk about KD today. Um, right before his first home game, he slips on a wet spot, and now he's out a month, dude. Like he can, now he can't play against the Warriors at home, which he hasn't done ever since he left the Warriors. Um, you don't just come back and win a win the championship, can you? Is that possible for you to just come back in the postseason when y'all? I would say played? I would say no, but nothing about this season is typical. So it's like, you know. It's one of those things where um, conventionalism says no, but nothing like, look, man, as annoyed as we are, part of me in my head is going, well, they get Wiggins back uh, and they get GP back. Uh, so it's, it's not that far off. You know? <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've been enough for this. No, because well, you know what's going what's to happen is what's going to happen is the Warriors going to beat the Bucks on Saturday night, right? Clay's going to go for 35, Poole's going to go for 28. And we're going to sit here in this exact same sponsor, and I mean, you're going to celebrate. And we're going to talk about the Warriors being a finals contender, right? And then they're going to beat the Suns at home again on Monday night. They're going to be three games over, and then we're going to celebrate again. Then they'll lose three in a row. Like, it's just it's how this season has gone. I'm, I'm like, I, honestly, I'm excited for it. Give it to me. Yeah. I, the worst part is I can I 100% tell you what's going to happen, and it will not change me from being absolutely fucking pissed off when yep. i'm watching the loss yep. you know that's that's the thing like we, we we joke about it in text you like reply lol you haha my my replies and then just right afterwards you're still mad nope <laughs> i mean did you think the warriors are gonna win tonight but you're still mad oh i saw steph hit two shots in a row i'm like it's 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 happening it's over <laughs> everyone clear clear the decks i'm pulling out my best shirt um, they had three fake comebacks tonight, man. Oh, yeah. Three? Was it three? Yeah. Three times they did a fake comeback. Oh, yeah. Impressive. Impressive. All right. What do we got? A couple more? Yeah. Let's do a couple more. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm calling at halftime. Texting my second cause, Antonio from Oakland. Um, first up, part, I, mean, I was kind of just all emotional until I really couldn't get out what I wanted to say. But yeah, I feel like Cool is just the reason why we got D'Angelo Russell. And then he got rid of him because he doesn't fit and he didn't play defense. Pool is like that, but he can't shoot. But he could shoot last year, but it just got so much worse. I don't, I was such a believe. I don't know what happened, but I'm thinking now, like, if he can, if this is a player that he is, obviously he's not going to shoot this bad. Well, what do you guys want to do in the offseason with him? How much do you think they can get back for him? Thank you. Whoa. Did he, did he like, Go in the future and know what I was going to talk about D'Lo. It's incredible. <laughs> well, first off, um, Antonio, I appreciate the call. Always calling. Uh, good stuff. Second off, like more than anything, I think we need to be honest about it. A lot of the fan base is thinking about this, right? Like uh, I remember texting you that I felt like it feels like a D'Lo situation, thinking I was thinking I was coming up with some like genius thought, and you're like, yeah, I've already been there, you know? And it's just like, yeah, it's – Look, man, we'll get we'll get there in the offseason, but it does feel like the pool era may maybe coming to an end. That's how I feel. I don't know. Because the value of Jordan Poole is you're gonna hand the torch off to Jordan Poole when Steph rise off in the sunset. The problem is 
can you argue that Steph is going to be very good for the next three seasons? And that's the majority of Poole's extension. That's and... Yeah, bingo, bingo. You're, I think it's mostly like this guy's value is being a lead guard, but you have the best lead guard in the NBA. History. Correct. And it, <laughs> I love the front office hedging that it's uh, it's always going to be over with him. And then Steph comes back like like gargantuanly better. Like you could argue Steph's better this year than he was ever. You know, like he doesn't seem to be slowing down. Like it seems to get easier for him. He he might be the basketball version of Tom Brady. He might not peak for two more years, you know. Like (laughs) that's like, that's like the type of silliness we're talking about. And if that's the case, Jordan Poole Garoppolo got to go, you know? Um, (laughs) Don't you ever bring up Jimmy G's name. He's caused me too much heartbreak. At least Jordan Poole has got a championship on the Warriors. Actually, Jimmy G has two championships. Um, Correct. What am I saying? Um, There's a Clay Thompson discussion to be had. We're not going to do that tonight. Not an hour into the show, but there's a Clay Thompson discussion to be had in the place of Jordan Poole. So, just a little, just a little thought. Food for food for thought. I wouldn't do it, Sam. I see your face. I'm gonna say I wouldn't do it, but I'm just saying. Front office contracts up next season. I would. Think I, I do Warriors, get what you're saying. Um, you know, Warriors are gonna say, "Why are we trading him away?" We're gonna, that means we're re-signing Clay. He's old. Hurt. Ultimately, Nate Hoffman is correct. They're just too damn small. Um, we're gonna um have to... I don't know. Well, I mean, I think are. you, I think you and I agree. Like, I'd rather have more wings than guards. So, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm, if... not, I'm not like looking for them to like, hey, dude. They need a Plumley, you know. <laughs> I mean, they could use a Plumley, but they, they, I don't know. You put Wiggins in GP two. Okay. <laughs> That's our favorite phrase coming down the stretch, home stretch here is Wiggins GP2. Wiggins yeah, GP2. I'm going to shoot that tweet off. Wiggins GP2. All right. Yeah. Are we going one more? One more and we'll call it a day. We're going, right. we're going an hour long. What's up, Sam? Andy, hot take coming right now. I yes. think the biggest issue with this season, we all see it. We all understand what's going on. Steph and the core they're not applying enough pressure on the front office. Like, honestly, keeping all these kids, I get it, two timeline. We all talked about it. It worked last year. We were amazed. But really, we had way more vets than we do now. These Mm -hmm. vets are necessary for us to win championships in the now. Joey Lightyear, Joe Lacob, whatever we're calling this man at this point, two timelines, we're going to see it fail this year. I have lost faith. We can't win on the road. So what makes us think we're going to win in the postseason? Even if the core does everything they need to do. They play right. We don't have enough defenders. Because Draymond, Steph, Clay, Andre, if we're even going to count Andre, he barely can even stay on the court. And I'm an Andre fan. First Warriors jersey I ever bought was an Andre Iguodala jersey. Ooh. But I don't see it. I, it's looking ugly. Looney can't stay on the floor. We still don't have a center, like, per use. Jermichael Green, he's – can you even call him a center? Like, we're missing Otto. He's not even healthy. Hey, we're, we're giving love to Jamichael. Like, George Poole's <laughs> regressed. We all talked about that last week. It's just bad. This is bad news. It's looking ugly. I guess it's baseball season now. Go Giants. Wow, what a call. What a – Well, you got, you, got a, you got a Giants cap? Hey, by the way, the Giants beat Team USA last night. Do you see that? Sean Manias throwing 95. Do you see that? Yeah, that's my team. Farhan's ID, I'm back in. You you ride with Manai. I'll let you know how that goes. Um, <laughs> yeah, you get a lot of W's against the uh, the Dimebacks. Um, gonna gonna run through the Reds with my guy Manaya. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. when when you face the uh, the Padres and Dodgers, he'll he'll show you who he is. Oh boy. Oh boy. Anyway. That call um, got me low key excited. That game got me low key excited for the chat. Uh, that was a great call. You don't dis- you don't disagree, right? I mean, you don't disagree. No, no, it's it's like it is what it is at this point. I'm I'm ready to. Um, yeah, to his point, I do feel like this team had a come to Jesus moment about that with the Wiseman GP two trade. 
it just fucking happened way too late. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it would have been cool if you guys came to that conclusion in July instead of February. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's kind of where I'm at because it, it is true. I do think Kuminga, Baldwin, maybe Moody can be developed while competing. But that's my point. Like two to three guys being developed while you have a bunch of vets and like contributors makes sense. Trying to develop six, seven guys and competing, you're just going to end up where the Warriors are right now, which is 500. See you Saturday night. All right. Appreciate everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. Therapy session, per usual. <laughs>